you for listening to It's On Us podcast. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and enjoy the episode. So, Jacob, before we start, it's a family holiday today. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody to know today that he literally looked me in my eyes today and said, this hat I'm wearing, I stole it from my brother. <gasps> Damn. You are a thief. thief. No, there's a story behind this. Please explain. I am 28 years old. Yes. Since I was about 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. If I left something at his house or left something and then keep an eye on it, there would be a week or two go by. Haven't seen it, huh? Then my brother, JT, would walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Hey, that looks awfully familiar. I think that's mine. Can I get it back? No. Why? It's mine. I clearly bought it. Okay, question for you. In that, how long did you leave it before? Like a week or two. No, it's not like I'm, I left it a month. No. So it was it's still kind of fresh. Still kind of fresh. Okay. Still got your scent on it. You're still saying. got my yeah. scent on it. You're sweating everything. Because say like, even in that example, say you lend somebody... No, it, I would like, never lend it to him. Oh, okay. But no, no, he's, he's saying, in a, for example, if you would lend someone, if you would lend somebody yeah, something, and, and they don't give it back to you, and you only give it back to you, what is the time frame for? If you forget about it after a month and a half, then that's understandable. All right, so so listen, guys, I had a situation with the ladder one time, so I I moved into my new house. Uh-huh. Okay, and my neighbor, I know him. I I'm a he's our, a family friend of mine, and I don't know if I talked about this before in the podcast or not with this ladder. Mm-hmm. So he I think so, but I don't know. he saw me and he was like. He saw me trying to get up to my gutters or something. He was like, hey, I have three ladders. I have four ladders. Take Come, come take one and just give it back to me whenever you got got a chance. Well, I, I, I fucking, <laughs> let's just say I used it for a very long time. It was like months. I'm talking like a year. And he came over. He was like, can I get that ladder back? I'm like, oh, my bad. I, I forgot all about it. And I was, it was just some rinkety dink ass ladder. I'm like, man. He yeah. said, uh. He said, well, something about I'm not ready to be a homeowner or something. Like, bro, what are you, what, how are you digging at me for a ladder? Like, like, you bro. let me borrow it. You can come over anytime wait, and wait, take it wait, back. Wait, like. wait, wait, He jumped to the far extreme just because you kept his ladder for a year. Yeah. He told you you weren't ready to you're be not, a homeowner. Literally. <laughs> he, yes, man. I was like, bro, a little, little bit. You, you know, he dug at you. Sounds like those were fighting words. He did, bro. It's like, I'm your neighbor, man. Love me. <laughs> he's but, like six, he's like seven years old. Like, all right, my bad. Here's your fifth ladder back. Well, yeah, why does he have four ladders? I don't understand it. Hey, been on the stairway to heaven. <laughs> Literally. But to go back to what you're saying, there's a. I understand the difference of lending and you never seeing that shit again. Uh-huh. Me, I would never see that shit again. I even told my mom while I was up in the basement, I said, Mom, since I was like 16 or 17, uh-huh. that shit would just happen. Bought shit from Atlanta. I messed with a Coca Cola hat. Did Never you did you again. tell him like, hey, this yes. is mine? Yes. And he would just be like, not no more. Pretty much. Wow. Wow. So I was like, and you know me, I'm passive. So I'm not gonna <laughs> right. fight him for it because it's something material. Maybe he would have needed it though. It just, it just was like, what's the point when you could have just got it, got it? Like, see, you missed that lesson your whole life. I think your big brother wanted you to challenge him. I think I, he wanted I'm you not to gonna challenge you over back. a hat. It's just that if I think the principle of it all is me, like, why you take my hat? That's a, that's that's how I look at things. See, in the community so, I grew up in, if you do that, it's gonna be like I'm gonna get my hat back, and we yes. know why. Yes. <laughs> so if I see this hat downstairs. You know the Clean lesson. Him? And then after that, it's like a that respect thing. Nice. Like, okay, you stood up. This is yours. You got it back. No, now. you Fuck. should just realize if I got it and you know I bought it, why you gotta touch it for? Have you ever seen Friday? Yes. Okay. What did Red Dad make him go do with his bike after Debo had it for a long time? I forget. He made him go get it. Go get your bike back. Did he get it, though? No. no. 
But the point is, <laughs> he tried. He tried. His dad was telling him, like, you ain't going to let somebody just take your shit. Man, nah. Man, see, I don't know. Like, my brothers, like, they would take my shit. And we done, me and my brothers fought plenty of times. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. And, you know, but they'll still do it. They don't give a fuck. And I, and I just go in there and shit and take something in there. Same. Well, now that we're old and we're at the age that we're at now, it's, it happens less and less. But when we were actually, like, I was in high school and. They're about to be in high school. Oh my god! Free game. Sherman Everything. used to take cardigans, basketball <laughs> shorts, shoes. yeah, shorts, sock. All my Nike elites. I'm like, where are my socks at, bro? Look, coming down the step. Do, 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 do. Oh, Fresh, Fresh coming down the step. <laughs> right, right. He's like, what's good? I'm like, what is good? Yeah. <laughs> right. What about you? Makai ever get in your clothes? Oh, all the time, man. <laughs> like shoes, shirts. I'm like, not even the same size, but he wants to like. I'm like, I guess, man. Bro, <laughs> tell me about it because it was never Reese. It's Sherman. Sherman used to even wear Reese stuff, and you see how small Reese is. Oh, like, what? Yeah, like he used to be in everything. Start bulging out, like, bro. One time he put on Reese's shirt that he really liked. My mom roasted him. Like, boy, you know that shirt is way too. That tight. is not yours. Like, what, you about, know. what about you, John? You nah, and Joe? You know, me and I. I think I told you guys before. Me and him, we, we really never fought. Like we just get, we shared equally. And uh, no, that's, that's got to be a twin. No, nah, yeah. I've seen some battles of y'all's. I've been in that household. Like, there's been times where Joe, I'll put it on Joe, has been petty because you've had something in your room again, forgetting about something. And like, when y'all bickering, you'll be like, Well, where's my shit at? Like, <laughs> I, I was there, I think, I one time it. for that. That's just too funny. God. But otherwise, yeah, you're right. You two don't fight. But I've seen it before. Y'all have had your brother moments in front of me, and it's been funny. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, I tell you what. When Joe went out to go to college and John stayed at home, he made sure he moved into Joe's room real quick. Yes, I did. He both <laughs> commandeered that shit. He had both rooms. He's like, he said, I got shit, stuff this over free there. real estate right I got here. stuff over here. <laughs> He's like, I keep my eBay stuff morally over there in my old room. I use this room a lot, too. I said, damn, John, okay. I had a whole operation going I had on. a whole operation. So just to pause real quick. Hey, guys, welcome to another episode of It's On Us. This is the podcast where we educate, relate, and communicate our message to the world. Today we have me, your host, Ash. To my right, I have Gabe. Hello, hello. We have Clifton. Yo. We have John. Hey, hey. The Glizzy Guzzler. Jacob. It wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> so, just to like pause that conversation that we were having, a lot of those topics that we were talking about is kind of value-based because people put certain values into a material thing. And today's episode is kind of hosted around what is value? What is value to you guys? And what is just the whole concept of value so for you guys what is your definition of value well can you hit us with the legit definition first and then i can go off okay that? so there are two definitions of value the first one is the regard that something is held to deserve the importance worth or usefulness of something that's okay. the first definition okay so in that you're relating to the hat situation or you go some you got something your brother wants to take it did you put a lot of value in that material or was it just like I don't put value into the material item. I put value into the respect. Mm-hmm. That's what I put value. So it's like a whole different type of you, you. Instead of valuing that material, you're valuing the the, the, the intangible. You can't yeah. see. The, yeah, I value the intangibles more likely than any material thing. Ninety percent of the time, like okay. I value time over than you know a nice pair of shoes. Okay. You know, but that's how I. That's my dad mindset. That's how I look at everything as I've gotten older. Okay. So even like. For instance, say like your brother, he probably he probably looked up to you, whether you knew it or not, because you were doing stuff he didn't do. So he kind of like supported you in a sense, but he still like 
this guy got some valuable stuff I need to take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He saw the value in your stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. so, that. I mean, stuff. that's just one example, though. So exactly. Like, so, John, for you, like, what, how would you say? Value, um, so value can change. I mean, you can value, I can value this cup of coffee today, and then tomorrow I can't, and I don't, you know? So I think that value is something that, uh, like I mentioned, you know, uh, uh, having something or, or putting something uh, um, as value. And I think value in for me is value and priority are like the are, are they're like kind of intertwined so you have things that you value and you prioritize them and then you prioritize things that you value so it's kind of like a flip-flop of those things um i don't know i mean if you ask me what i value i mean i value like water you know like things that are like stuff that are is it's a very essential need it's right. a need you know i don't value like diamonds people value diamonds you know, so there's like the flip flop of that. So va- diamonds and jewelry are valuable, right? A- in a material sense, and uh-huh. but water is also v- valuable in other aspects. Yeah, that's just one thing. It's like when we talk about the core values of things, just to like list a couple of them off. They'll be like dependability, reliability, loyalty, commitment, open mindedness, consistency, honesty, efficiency. Those are just like a couple. That go with what core value is, right? A lot of those are mine that I follow, try to follow every day. Okay. <laughs> so, how, like, even the list I just read, how do you, for loyalty, is that really big on your yes. value list, right? So, our group of friends, we're loyal. We've been with each other since, what, 10 years? 10 plus. Sophomore, it's been sophomore year of high school. Quite a hike for us, right? Hell so, yeah. I'm, a, I'm like, a little bit, little bit behind, but oh, that's fine. You're still in our right. Yeah, I've been with him since '95, so he's yeah, he's been with us since since sophomore year. Okay, I would say I've known you guys for ten years almost. It's now. been about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I remember my first memory with you, Gabe, is the um, we were in your garage and you were listening to Antidote and you were like fucking like way in it. I'm like, he really likes his song. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was he got just, an Antidote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, that's man, cool. love me some concerts. I guess that's what I value music. I mean, if mm-hmm. anything. And I guess time, like Jacob said, man, because we just did our weekly phone check, our screen time, and I was the winner, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> by, with the, by like four minutes. Okay, but still, I'm on my phone the least amount of time than anybody else. So, I mean, well, I'm good, valuing though. what I actually do, what's in front of me, instead of that's not in my grasp mm-hmm. on social media, I guess. Yeah. So, Jesus. I'm sorry, I was going to say, on the other side of that, there's people that their business is online, online. so they have yeah, to be, exactly. you know, so it's there. So, so there's like the it's whole... It's a give and take, Yeah, right? there's a whole different rabbit hole you can jump down, like, I have to be on it, mm-hmm. but do you really have to if you're right. sharing fucking kinda dog like, memes and shit? Kind of like that, the Bad Bunny girl, mm-hmm. how, like, she just turned 18, and in six hours... Oh, Bad Baby. Or whatever, yeah, whatever, Bad, whatever, she Bad Baby. She made a million. She made a million dollars. Like, that's that sick. Cr- that's creepy to me. That's you know how sick many people were hounding on her, pretty much, yeah. just waiting for that magic number, like, oh, it's okay. Now and she knew the value of what she was, and she knew mm-hmm. she could capitalize, so it's... It's, mm-hmm. that's it's a, that's it's smart, a sick though. game. I mean, all praise you, get the bag, but, you know, those people that really signed up, shame on you. Because that's kind of fucking weird. So, Clifton, for you, what what are some, like, value things you can, like, speak to the people? I mean, kind of touching on everything that everyone said around here, value is a mindset to me. It It's all, like, how you approach stuff. Because, I mean, based on, like, just the last conversation that these two had, like, how he values how low his time is. But there, there's some people on the flip side who value how high their phone time is due to... It shows them how hard they're working. So I think it's all about the approach. And um, to me, I 
like Jacob, I value a lot of the intangible things that you can't see, like that are priceless and given to us each and every day. Like I can be on time, efficient people, loyal friends and stuff like that, because if everything broke down, like if the system went away tomorrow, those are the only things we can hope to have. So true. we should only be placing values, in my opinion, and stuff that doesn't disappear tomorrow if everything, you know, breaks down. No, that's dope, bro. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. value is definitely one of those things that we emphasize and here at the It's On Us podcast slash network, because that's what we're building. And for our listeners out there, please make sure you go like, subscribe, and get some free money from us. We're literally trying to give you guys money. At this point. We want to give you money. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is listen, respond, like, share, comment. You can have it because in today's age, we value that stuff, unfortunately, because you know what? It helps us bolster our platform and our foundation. And by doing that, we're able to give away more to you guys. That's all we really want to do is just give you guys stuff and love you. Mm-hmm. I heard a powerful quote the other day, and it was like, if you want to understand what power you what power is, give it away. Ooh. That's how you gain more power. I'm like, hmm. that's an interesting take, though. It is because those who have it. Empower people, empower people, and that's how you gain more power. And I'm like, but then there's some situations on the flip side where you don't want to empower people, or what I like to call give them ammunition to use against you because it's all up to us. It's on us to allow people, like you said, power or not. For instance, like um, if I can uh, make a small example, like mm-hmm. if I were late today, I gave you guys the power to you know penalize me. You know what I mean? So it was up to me to be efficient on time and do what I had to do because otherwise I did not keep that power. I gave it away voluntarily, but by being late. So, you know what I mean? And people got to understand that. And that's where you have to understand power also makes you accountable mm-hmm. because True. if I was not accountable, I would have been abusing my power. And then sometimes you have to give it away submissively due to the fact that, again, obviously you don't need it. And there's plenty of situations like that. Yeah, kind of to touch on what that's you our said. Browns roll call right there because they hear us coming. <laughs> you can abuse power, and you can also like manipulate it too. Mm-hmm. You know, and like kind of based off what you said to give it away, you can be giving it away for the wrong reasons, just to right. get more power onto somebody else, or give it to the wrong people too. Because mm-hmm. right. everybody don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, power, power. Because I mean. Yeah. A lot of people love this person, but we've seen what happens when you give a businessman all the power in the world, right, and he right. has it for four years at a time, and what he can do to a country. And just imagine if he had four more years of that same superpower, because that ain't even a normal power. That's a superpower. It's so crazy that you're saying this, because I read the book, uh, Robert Greene. Shout out to him. I've had, I read The 48 Laws of Power, and I have the book Mastery. And in 48 Laws of Power, it talks about that exact example. Like, if you give somebody too much power it ultimately like collapsed them. Like they don't know how to handle, like if you are in the business and you know that you have more information than the person you're working with, don't show everything that you know, because then it ultimately like bites you at the end because you're trying to outsmart yourself. You're like the Mm -hmm. person that's, Right. Basically hired you in, so I mean, Kanye made a whole song about it. No one man should have all that power. And on top of that, if you um, man, there's something else I wanted to tell you guys. Um, go listen to High for Hours. At the end of J Cole's song, just listen to what happens when he talks about the cycle of power with men. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be men. It could be woman too, or even a particular group, mm-hmm. because 
just listen to the end of the song and just connect the dots yourself. I don't want to speak on it or quote it because I don't have it right in my head right now. But just listen to it and give me your opinion off air. Oh, yeah. So just to share my take on value, like, again, time is definitely one of those things that are valuable. And for me, I disconnected from social media for the whole month of April because I want to raise my value in communicating to people. Because that's one of those things that, like, as time goes past, I feel like we're losing it because of that device that's always in our hands. To, to go off that real quick, I've actually noticed something about myself. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, I've, I've always been a very strong communicator. I've, that's the one thing I've always prided myself on. This whole year, not being social or not being as social as I'm usually am, my social communication skills have fallen. Like, terribly. Yeah. Like... I can like I've never been good at having a texting conversation. That's still like I'd rather have face to face. But even face to face, sometimes now it's like holy shit. Some people don't like like that awkward like in person eye contact and just like no, I need all the anxiety. It could be an email like type right. shit. Well, like so this. pretty much you're saying by having deteriorating social skills, not saying that they're gone, but you understand the value of being face to face and you yes. know. Oh, it's yeah. definitely facing yeah. for sure, <clears throat> for sure, mm-hmm. yeah. And just for our, our audience that, like, want to tap into, like, I know there's different levels of communication. And, like, sometimes I get that, like, our intellect is above other people's. And, like, we have to, like, slow down a little bit so they can digest what we're saying. So, like, communication is one of those things that's, like, from the moment you're born to the moment you die, it's all communication. Mm-hmm. Which is well, a baby, A baby only knows what J. Cole said this in his song, two forms of communication. Smile, happy, you're laughing, right. and cry when you're upset. Yeah, those are the best forms of communication. So, us as we get older, we know that like communication is everything. Mm-hmm. So, how can we? It's on us communicate to our audience better. Learn about different types of communication. Like I, doing my work and my background of how like working with DODD, mm-hmm. I know a lot of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Like I have a good sense of just how to conversate with almost anybody now, just because of how they act or words that they can try to say or not say, or just their mannerisms or something. That's actually helped me with conversations in the real world too, with different people I've talked to and stuff like that. Just seeing how they react to how I say something or what, how they don't react. Mm-hmm. It's all learning. You just have to learn, exactly. you know, communication. I mean, it's, it's kind of shitty to say like, you have to learn how to talk, but it's like, you do you have to learn how to talk also, but also to understand conversation and where it's going. And, um, like, and like I, we said, yeah. I wouldn't say, you know, how to have to talk because you can say, I feel like you should be able to say whatever you should be able to say to people. Well, let's say if it comes off the wrong way or how you say it, the, like you said, yeah. the mannerism, you can have a certain tone that people don't, Except and it's like oh, you're yelling at me. that's not really on you though. Like for me to say something, maybe I did say it aggressively, but from you to I feel like for me to get my point across, I had to say it like that. Z. Now if you feel offended, I get that I do. If you get offended by that, then that's not what I implied by you know kind of coming off sharply. So you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like, like I don't know. No, I really do get you because a lot of the times I get that like I talk either too brash or too harshly or I'm too sharp with my tongue, and it's like. Well, if you know me and my characteristics and my yeah. you know my character, you know I'm a good person. You know I'm not an asshole. You know I mean good meaning with whatever I say. I'm a positive person. So if it comes off in a way that you may not accept and it's like miscommunication to you, well, then communicate that with me because I don't mean to disrespect mm-hmm. you in no For way, sure. shape, or form 
with whatever I come with. For sure. I, I think the, the thing is, though, like, say if you just met somebody and the first thing that happens, maybe it's a miscommunication. They don't know you. They don't know who you or how, how you are. And it's like, that's the first impression that they've gotten. But they, that's me, though. Right. So, I mean, you're going to get that with me within the first 10 minutes of you and, know and me and within the, the next years. 10 years yeah, is sure. right. So, so for somebody who doesn't know you and that's the first time, it's like, dang, is this really who they are? But you got to mm-hmm. hang around that person and be more open-minded to how people they, are. they perceive the world because me and you may see things way differently. Exactly. Like, so. I feel like I can talk to Jacob the way I can talk to Jacob because he knows that I'm not meaning mm-hmm. it by any harm. But if I were to talk to possibly Julian the same way, Julian might get offended because so he sometimes doesn't understand that I'm not trying to attack you. It's not coming from Mm -hmm. a bad place. Yeah. For instance, like, I know for a fact, like, the way I talk to you and James, like, I talk to you two the craziest maybe in, like, all my life. Like, because, you know, I call y'all bitches and shit like that. But my thing is for real. But I know for a fact I couldn't do that with anybody else in the world because they would take it as communication. Like, damn, like, this dude really don't like me or why am I a bitch all yeah. the time? It's just like, but that's us. Like, because, you know, you call me a bitty bitch all the time. And <laughs> he'll walk in my house for real. And this has been my friend since five years. What up, bitch? Like, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> but, you know, that's Because, like, like, even on a female aspect, I wish we had, we're going to bring more females on this podcast. So we can, promise we will. So they can relay their message because, like, females can call their their friends bitches and all that, and it's okay, but guys can't. See, but I've asked multiple females on why they can do it. It's about how they said it. How they but you know why tone. I get It's how the word bitch comes. Yeah, it's, it's all in the tone, tone of the bitch. It's all in if the tone. If you come off with a strong bitch, they're going to feel offended. Yeah. But if it's a like soft, stern. like, hey, bitch. So softly, you know what I'm saying? And not that's only the hack that, right there. It's just like, because we got a lot of men out there who won't refuse to be called a bitch. Like that's an immediate fight. Yeah. Word. But for instance, like me and Jacob, like that's why I understand where ladies are coming from. Me and him can call each other bitch, and it's never disrespectful, ever at all. Hey, bitch. <laughs> See, and it's like, oh, he's polite. He's a good guy. Yeah, that's, that's how it like, goes. But it's hey, yo, what? bitch. Right. You know, like, but like, hey, yo, bitch. <laughs> you see how it's not ash. You kind of said it a little bit like loud, but mm-hmm. you kind of tone it back like, "Hey, yo, bitch!" Like, <laughs> you, know? you sound like Snoop Dogg a little bit right now. I feel like Snoop Dogg can call anybody a bitch. Like, "Hey, bitch!" <laughs> no, yeah, so, down, so there's different types of like again tone. Communication is like basically number one. Mm-hmm. Even in w- this this podcast is based around value on this episode, so we're trying to formulate how do we create different spaces of value mm-hmm. and communication mm-hmm. is definitely one and it's kind of hard to have that in a society that's so microwave ready versus a you know a oven prepared society mm-hmm. that's what i mean mm-hmm. because i feel like people nowadays only value instant gratification so i gotta like you right away our ideas gotta click right away we gotta have everything right away otherwise i do not mess with you i do not have time mm-hmm. to learn who you are over three to five years just to be let down in that amount of time like if you ain't my guy bye bye but it's like you can be passing up like on your best friend or a person who could really offer a lot to your life you know what i mean because if you think about it as kids Technically, all of us went through the oven process. That's why we're friends like this. We really learned each other. We've been to each other's houses, learned each other's families. That's an oven process. I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. The microwave process is where I meet you online, (laughs) get you up in a DM, or we just meet up at the bar, and like, and our life is only based on those environments because that's only how I know you. I never Mm. like you know came over to meet your grandma. I never got to meet your siblings. None of that. Oh, you can tell the roots now. What was it on? Don't be a menace. Message. Yeah, that was a message right there. <laughs> I'm just saying, and that's the difference between, you know, a microwave and oven situation. Like a so, hot pocket to a 
you know, a pot pie in the oven. Yeah, yeah pot pie. So in I got a question for you. I'm not talking banquet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "What? Y'all, you, the banquet? No, I know. Pie, you, I know. Five minutes in the mic. So I got a question. I'm talking about value and everything. Does everybody know their value at the table? Like, do you guys, I guess, give you got give yourself the affirmation of like you know what you can bring to any friendship or job or to the world? Yes, and then being at the age I'm at, that's why. And it's weird. It sounds like I'm a microwave, but it's like, but that's how I know who wants me and don't want me. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I know my value in this world. I understand I will never get the true value of myself and. I accept that because it'll help me not go crazy because I don't want to be one of those people. I know my value and I'm always chasing it and I never get it. I just understand I may not get get it in this lifetime, maybe the next one, mm-hmm. but I will make the best of whatever I am getting for the value that but I'm just supposedly to, offering. Others. Just to go off what he's saying, though, because like, he's like he knows now and it took some time oven baked, slow roasted. He's like, OK, I know, but you can't go into a job like. This is my value. They don't mm-hmm. know you, mm-hmm. so there's no microwave mentality when you go inside of a job. You have to. You gotta show. You gotta slow, work your value. You give gotta me some show. years in. Do you see how much I'm worth? Then you lay it out. Put it this way: a job is microwave based. To me, a career is oven based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You got some gems today, boy. I, like I tell that. you, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, just okay. So integrity is another value based thing, and that's why we're all friends because. Know and do is like what well, we we know each other and we do what is right, right, which is important. That's why we learn more as we like. We learn that from men of honor, right? Real, for, pardon me, yeah. That's a whenever I hear the word integrity, it takes me back to that just because I, I was like, yeah, that's that's how I like to be viewed. I like to be viewed if I have some integrity. You Quick know? note, shout out to men of honor, they're the first group, like during their speeches, they used to give us the first people that used to like that hit me with this what is sagging spelled backwards like i never thought about it until like they introduced me to that and like at that point moment i really did want to keep my pants up i was like wow yeah it kind of makes a lot of sense mm. so sagging sagging spelled backwards is niggas so if people you know what i'm saying i'm just black yeah so they can't cancel us right <laughs> even in the cancel culture like you know what i'm saying like that even that word though is it's so diluted because it's in music, it's in, it's in everyday everything. speech. So it's like it's become normalized. But and that's it was, why it's breeding, and and it's why I, I I'm not okay in it. But this is why I don't blame a lot of young people who are very impressionable, especially the white ones who are like people say it all the time. And then there's the ones who say, well, I'm allowed to say it around my friends in private. They never name the friends because they know they can't put them out because they'll be cut out the circle. But it's like mm-hmm. they really think it's okay. <laughs> for real. For real. But uh, don't cook out for you. Because, yeah, exactly. But, you know, they do probably say it around them and their friends and family. And I'm not going to lie. Like, and, and you know, my people not like me for this. But we do allow certain people to say it that we know shouldn't be saying it. And it's like, you know, it, there's it's getting to a murky line to where eventually the word will... I don't know. It will always hold its value as far as like an ass whooping for certain people. I'm not going to lie, but in cancellation for certain people. But I don't know. We I do think at some point we need to do away with the word because it's such a it's a bipolar word for, to me. From 16 it's, to 26. I was heavy on that. word. It's polarizing. That word now, is polarizing. I don't because it can ruin it. people's lives. It mm-hmm. can. There's no that, need to say it. No need to say yeah. it. That kind of like boxes in your vocabulary. If that's your main go to word. Mm-hmm. 
You got to get outside. You I, gotta, don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't even say it anymore. So and don't get me whatever. wrong. And I understand the value of it to my people because we turned a word of hate <laughs> into a term of endearment because right. we pretty much turned hate into love. And I get it. That's why it's our word. But eventually we need to put it up in the locker because it's like it causes too much controversy. Right. It so really does. we know kind of like the bitch word. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I want to do away with it because I like to talk dirty when I get nasty. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's a whole different podcast right there. We can do one of those. But no, yeah, so we know, we know that words. I was not ready for that. <laughs> like, you know Cliff always doing something right. out on the mic. We know that words once. have value, which is important to us, right? So how we speak, like, even the sense of, like, in your personal life, like, I have to go to work. No, you get to go to work. Mm-hmm. Some people don't have that luxury of doing that, so it's just framing right. words sure. to in a more positive light, and that's like the space I want to go to. That's why I'm doing the whole detox because, like, I want to just get to the root of like how I speak to people, how mm-hmm. I vibe, how I communicate, because that's everything. How you, va- how you value how I your value yeah. my time. <laughs> like, if I'm around you, clearly you must be valuable in some space. So I want to give you the best version of me. You know what I mean? So. That's a whole nother podcast Preach. as well, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are just some topics that we want to, you know, cover. So, yeah. So, uh, John, you want to give us an ad real quick? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is another episode of It's On Us. Um, a, real quick, if you have a minute, we're having a giveaway right now uh, on our social media page, on our Facebook page, um, at IOU Podcast 440. Be sure. It's simple instructions. Um, if you do that, it's a chance to win $50. We're going to pick three winners next week, um, so April 11th at 11 a.m. on Facebook Live. So uh, be sure to follow us on all, on all our other uh, social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Um, so enjoy, and we'll see you guys soon. But that's another uh, – I'm sure we're not end, ending the episode. No. Fuck, that's done. Uh, well, that's fuck. a great ad, though. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a good ad. Just again, clip that. And it'll be easier if you have cash app, by the way. Just want to put that out there, mm-hmm. which we you get it instantaneously. Right. So, okay, so outside of that, um, yesterday, just to go into our, like, rapid-fire topics, I got to witness one of the most intense college basketball games Gabe can attest to this too because he watched it. That Talk shit was, about it. That shit was fire. Fire. So it was UCLA versus Gonzaga. Amazing athletes. They're all great college athletes. So this game was back and forth the whole time. Literally, like in the first half, ten lead changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and like then seven ties. First of all, UCLA being an eleven seed is shocking. It is mm. because the way they played definitely was like a. A damn near a one or two seed. You gotta wow. think about. They it, went neck to neck with an undefeated Gonzaga team who has only been down a, a, a smidge of the year. They've blown out almost everybody. They've won by double digits. I think they in like twenty seven of their thirty wins now. Mm-hmm. Like they have been blowing people out very easily. Quick side note: uh, in the next couple of years, I don't think seeding will be relevant. I think it would not be uncommon if an eleven seed beat a one seed. Just well, because. No. Just because how the talented athletes are just yeah. coming up. You're right. These kids it, don't matter when, it don't matter where you start. It matter where you finish. Mm-hmm. It's so. going to start even, evening out the playing field more. It's more. all about matchups. It doesn't it, 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 it doesn't matter about if you're the 11th seed. They, mm-hmm. 
matchup wise, they were almost the same team. Right, right. They, they right. were very systematically the same. Well, and, and those those rankings give the layperson that are, they're picking the winners. They're like, oh, well, two to fifteen. I'm gonna pick two. You know, this so it's mm-hmm. like almost like that that mentality where you have to pick the better team. But sometimes there's upsets and. Right. Sometimes I feel like they do that from like a money aspect too. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Who has the eleven seed in the final four? Right. Mm-hmm. When they're doing a million dollar bracket every right, year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like let me put this team that could be a seven seed, like an eleven seed. So nobody's gonna put an eleven seed in the final four. Boom. And to touch on like what Jacob said, why it won't be a shock to me, and this is why I kind of respect college playoffs a little bit more than the NBA. Like in the NBA, you go through emotional turmoil because if you lose on such high grounds like you got to really like gather yourself mentally what the nba i mean instantly uh ncaa brings is like it's do or die you got to bring it all and leave it all on the court tonight Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is a you know what do they call that um i like that winner go home like yeah winner go home one and done one and done and that's why i love watching college versus the nba because like those kids if you don't perform and Give that it everything moment? you have, that's it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes that's all you get, man. You get a national championship, and you, sometimes you, you can go to the league and mm-hmm. sit the man, bench, wow. and it's I not the same thing. You know right, what I mean? because like, even just touching on what I said, think about that, and that's what that, that would be the biggest fuel for me. Mm-hmm. This could be the last game of my life that I could ever be relevant again on TV. Right. Ever. My sure. name could ever ring off, be said on a loudspeaker. This could be the last Rodeo because there's no guarantee I can go to the league for your brand and exactly mm-hmm. and and as far as like what Charles Barkley said and this is why he said a lot of people in the black community need to like quit eyeing the NBA as the main goal and target. There's only 400 NBA players. 400. 400. Mm. The percentage to get into the NBA is very from high school is literally one percent. There's 50 states. How and how many number ones from each state? At least 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, you got the twos, threes who might be better and up to 10. Who might be better than mm-hmm. the number one, you know what I mean? Might be sleepers in their rankings of their state and stuff like that. And like and only four hundred of you from fifty states get to get in and right. think about how many colleges there is per state. And you mm-hmm. think you're going then you got a thirty six year old LeBron killing the game still. It's like how am I gonna get in? How am I gonna find my spot if I can't even Right, you know. you know what I mean? Because it's rare when you get to go from high school to the NBA, which might happen if they change some rules here mm-hmm. soon. But, you know, we need to definitely start valuing, to touch on our earlier topic, mm-hmm. uh, degrees. Like, I know people want to go a different route to the NBA, but value NCAA free knowledge and college uh, education. Knowledge and college. Yeah. I like that. Hey, <laughs> so to kind of build off what you said real quick about the league and stuff like that, 400 mm-hmm. players only. I think everybody that has dreams to be in the league in high school, after they're done, Go play Brian Scalabrini one on one if they can beat him. I think I talked about that last yeah. week. Yeah, he put if, they, if, if you could beat him, then you maybe have a shot. I'm trying to tell you, there's no trash player in exactly. Right. I mean, you may think you can beat them. You can't beat them. Not one on one. No, no. I mean, I can give somebody a bucket, but I mean, you know, that's a bucket. Thing. That's it. But the dude, <laughs> hey, I didn't even score one on bucket, Maybe mm-hmm. if I could score on LeBron. I say it for me. No. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. There's no I'm sorry. There's no, There's no way. You don't think so? There's no, no way. No. Right. Send me it's, a high screen. I'm coming up. I'm <laughs> See? Yeah. If I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hit one. Once a shooter, way, always a shooter. Only all way either one of you will score, even me, I'll put myself in this bracket because I think I can because I'm a hooper, a true hooper at heart. If With they're the nice enough to let shot. us shoot from half court, that'd probably be the only <laughs> way. You know, I'll let you shoot from 50 feet because I don't believe in your jumpers. You ain't <laughs> professional. That's what they probably going to think. They but. are. And, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier, value. If I have a belief system where I know I'm going to make this shot, you're not going to tell me I'm not going to make the shot. 
even if I miss, I know I'm gonna make the next one. And I, that's what the NBA is based off of confidence and belief. Like I every player, you can ask them individually, who's the best player in the league? Their first answer. Me. I'm the best player in the league. Hustle Taylor LeBron. That's a fact. You never say your <laughs> contemporary is like better than you because you don't belong in the league. And it's a power thing. Like if I give this person power over me, he's better than me. You automatically mm. defeated yourself. And weak mm. mentality. And I'll, I'll actually go back to this. It's definitely about confidence and stuff. And sorry, Trap, I got to tell this story. This happened in high school. We were playing one-on-one. Y'all know those side courts, AK, like in the back, not the main court, but the side courts in the back. Me and him were playing one-on-one, mm-hmm. and I beat him. It was a close game. I think it was 10 to 12, and he was guarding me. And I was damn near like at the halfway point between both of the hoops on the side court. Mm-hmm. I was probably like maybe 10 feet in, and he was guarding me tough. I threw up a three, confident as hell, hit it in his face. Man. Walked away. I almost damn near retired that day. Like, How the hell I do that? See, for real. Know. Yeah, um, and even like this to go off that though for college basketball, we got to watch the women's as well, mm-hmm. and they get to it, bro. Yes, man, man. they really do. So like, I'm kind of watched sorry, uh, my girl that UConn Arizona game. Yes. That's the game we watch. So the game was like they won by ten points, Arizona, but UConn. Connecticut was number one seed. Number one seed. The, the, the coach, consistent. the coach had a twenty-two and nine record in the final four. Mm-hmm. Bruh, he, you made so it. Gino he made it there 30, 31 times. 30. Like, come on, he made it more times than we've been alive. Like type, type of shit. Like just to, just to the final four. Like that's ama- that's amazing. So this 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 podcast is going to be released on a Tuesday, but like today, Arizona versus Stanford and women's college hoops play today, and I'm gonna go with Arizona. Because McDonald, number two, McDonald's number two, she's a baller. Hooper. I don't know. I might have to go with Stanford. Mm. They got the one power forward. She be getting, she averages a double double, I think. So the records are Arizona is 21 and 5, and then Stanford is 30 and 2. Mm. Yeah. I'm mm. going with Arizona. Record means nothing when you're in that, one game. that space. Yeah. All it takes yeah. is one game. I'm not going to lie. McDonald, like at the end of the game, even when she was giving a hug, she looked like she was possessed. She was like, she was ready to win. It was mm-hmm. She was not losing. Mm-hmm. When you have zone. that certain look in your eye, I know she, you got it. So I don't know. I'm gonna probably have to look in everybody's eye before the game starts. There you go. <laughs> nice. Who got that killer look in their eye yeah. tonight? That's that mamba mentality. For man. sure. Well, That's even, what it reminded me. It's of. just that zone. Once you lock in, yes. like you know, like, I can, like, yep, when like when we soul. were hooping that day, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, bro, once you get locked in, because you was getting buckets. <laughs> I you just, just, you just get locked zone. in. You be talking to me, I'm just like quiet. Zoned in. Don't even say that. I ain't even hearing it. Just Why was it? Literally. Oh, it's interesting, though, know, because, like, I play with people, like, just rec basketball, and I'll see how they, like, they respond to, like, their shot getting blocked. Like, mm-hmm. if you were, like, pissed about it, or you just go back and be like, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm killing the next possession. Like, and that shapes the character of, like, certain people while you're playing basketball. And that's all, like, basketball mm-hmm. reveals your character. I was going to say that, yeah. More than, like, it builds it. And,. That's ultimately like who makes like great great players versus like good players. I've mm-hmm. always said this: two things that amplify your character, basketball and money, because mm. money amplifies your character. And like you just said, how you act in the basketball court—that's who you truly is, because mm-hmm. it shows your confidence. It reveals your body. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. How you react to certain things, good and bad. True. Right. Yeah, there. I need to know how how do I act on the court then? <laughs> you cool? Like I said, I can tell you hold in your frustrations. For sure, because at the end of a couple games, because I know I was frustrated for sure, and I hold it in, but I know you wanted a couple of those games back. Hell yeah. Especially that Brian game, like, that didn't make no sense. Like, I understand he scored five on me straight, then two on you, and then it was game over, but 
I wanted that one back. I should have started following him sooner. I should have started following him when he had three points for real. Ain't That's why I didn't feel remorseful when he hit the ground. Like, nah, I'm not here. To <laughs> I'm not here to lose. And I'm, we talking money on the line. Like, no. Right. See, the I'm still your friend. Is, I love you. When he falls not. to the floor, I'm not helping you up. I'm turning. Mm-hmm. I'm turning my back. I'm like, all right, take the ball. And that's yeah. a whole like another space to go into when you really want to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's alpha shit right yeah. there. You got that alpha shit, like fuck <laughs> yeah. Get up yourself, Pick motherfucker. Yourself. No, tough times never last. But yeah, um, Only tough just last. to go into like our last topic, we we'll kind of do like we'll end it after this one, like a wellness check. I want to start doing this with you guys weekly. You know what I'm saying? Just how are you guys on a scale of one to ten? I kind of got this from the uh, I Am Athlete podcast. Okay, shout out to them. Um, so Brandon Marshall, he kind of goes with his guys, and he says, like, wellness check. How are you physically, mentally, and, like, on a business aspect? Like, Because he's business. big on mental health right. because he had his issues. Because mm. back in 2011, if you listen to his podcast, he talks about his breakdown and he, how he, like, overcame that adversity. So for and you I guys, loved how he came back. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. House of Hoops. Shout out to them. I'm going to do a collaboration eventually with them. That's in the far future. But for you guys, how are you mentally? Physically, and like, you know, in another space for you. Mentally, I'll start off mentally. I'm One through good. ten. Ten, I'm fine. Okay. I think nothing really bugging my mental this week. Um, physically, I'm a solid five. I um help my mom clean out her basement. Yeah, I'm yesterday and you mean your old uh, room, the dungeon? Yeah, and no, oh, J- it was most recently JT's old room. Okay. And I had to move this TV and I didn't lift it properly and I hurt my back, lower back. Mm. Oh no. So my shit's been sore. Oh no. But besides that, I'm good. And then on the other side, I'm off my job for a month because he went out of town. So I'm just going to be on my grind. I'm going to go look for a truck tomorrow. I'm going to just be on my ship. What are you getting it for? Hope uh, Mikey I'm going to start flipping furniture with my, this guy named John and I'm going to start doing plowing driveways in the wintertime. Yeah, making some extra income. Yep. That's good. Trying. Okay, John, for you? Uh, you know, I think mentally I'm I'm up there. I mean, it's probably like a, like a 9 out of 10. I just got things going on, a lot of a lot of different avenues and things and I'm trying to balance that out and trying to better myself and so I'm working this, through that. All right, this is honest space, man. If you're like a 7 or something, you know, we can sit here and talk about it, but okay. No, I'm 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 almost there. I'm I'm about there. I think yesterday was good. I was with my family for a while and we had we had some good conversations and you know, it was opening for so for that reason and that was the first time I seen my uh my aunt and uncle and my cousin in a year, you know, nice. with corona, so it was good to see them and um as far as physically, I think I'm I'm getting there. I think I'm, I'm probably about nine as well. You know, um, they took they were they were big on like let's let's check your pulse. They had like this like machine. They wanted to like check people's <laughs> pulses. And shit. Yeah, and I was like ninety nine percent oxygen and like seventy two heart rates. They're like you're perfect. I'm like well, thank you. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess you know. Should have told them I'm at my apex right now. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This but, is prime John. Yeah. You're oh, looking, and they were like, "Yeah, they they were like, you're so skinny, like you've lost a lot of weight because they haven't seen me." Yeah, you look so, good though, man. I would say I'm trying. Cool. I gotta get this gut, man. I gotta get for for our trip. That's all. I gotta get that down. John about to be out there. Okay, well, that's a different podcast. Slayer. All right. And then uh, financial, you know, on that financial space is it's. Uh, I this week I finally did it. I jumped into a Roth IRA, so that's basically. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, basically an investment portfolio where you um don't you can't touch certain amount of the money that you put in until 59 and a half so you basically retire and the, so you can put in um, up to six thousand dollars a year 
And every every year you can build that. It's, it's basically compounding interest. And basically, if you can get between seven and ten percent of that, that interest back, you're making much more than it would be just sitting in a bank. So, if I can do that, and then by the time I'm 59, have a lot of money sitting there. So I'm trying to look for my, you know, look ahead for the future, and mm-hmm. so I'm very happy about that. Oh, that's still man. So Bless. yeah, for Clifton, for you, mentally, um. I'm at a 10. I'm cool because, I mean, you just seen it. Tito's right here. Shout out Tito's. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've been mentally sharp for about close to a month. So, mentally, I'm cool. Physically, kind of like where John's at. I feel like I'm around my apex. I hibernate in the wintertime. Spring is here. I'm finally ready to crack that shell open and get back to exercising. Because I looked down the other day. I didn't like the circumference of my belly. So, mm. I'll work on that. Um so dad bod season Yeah dad bod is trying to creep in on me But I refuse I'm going to mm. suppress that That's one of the things I'm going to keep away I don't want a dad bod I'm not ready mm. for it yet mm. So um, physically I got to work on that And as far as uh, I'm going to tap into the spiritual space um, I've been cool I've been feeling elevated And again I've been just feeling enlightened And I mean that's pretty much it I feel like everything's clicking for me it, Everything is clicking on everything all cylinders is clicking. So you're, exactly. at like, you're at like a nine. 10. Yeah, always not had a 10. Financially, it's cool. Like, okay. I literally have no worries in the world. My car is fine. Mm-hmm. Work is going good. I got a new tablet for my boss from as an extra perk just to make my job more convenient. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really have no complaints in the world. My baby boy is getting big. He's healthy. He's starting to talk. He's doing gibberish, but he's trying to talk. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy. Oh, that's I'm, dope, man. I'm in harmony right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Great. Great. Gabe, for you. Physically, uh-huh. ten out of ten. I feel like John. I'm. I feel like I'm not at like my my peak or like my apex, but I feel like you're feeling good. Yeah, like I don't know. I could work out more. It's not like bad to work out more, but I feel like what I do now is a good structure for my body, and it, I build it around like my schedule. So that way, it's not like in my in my free time, I'm not just sitting here doing nothing. I feel it. Um. Financially, uh, I would say I'm increasingly getting better. Um, I don't want to put a number on that because I'm not nowhere where I want to be. So to say I'm, I'm content with where I'm at, I would be lying. So, you know, that's why I picked up another job. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting mm-hmm. to save more, which I can see the benefits of it. Um, but I just got to keep it going the rest of this year, which was one of my, you know, New Year's goals is to Save more money than what I did last year, um, and just keep going on that. And keep earning more. That's, that's yeah, that's, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's awesome. Um, and I guess emotionally and mentally, I you know I'm up there. I'd say like a like a nine or a ten. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything's bothering me today. You guys know me. I'm a day to day person. If, if if something's bothering me that day, then I'm probably not a ten. And on the <laughs> mental side, but I mean, maybe I am on ten on the mental side. You know, maybe it's a dual edged sword. But I, I don't know. I feel like. With everything that's going on with with my car that I sadly messed up, um, I'm kind of getting over it, and it is what it is. I'm biting the bullet, and I understand that there's nothing I can do about it. But move forward, and you know, kind of yeah. be happy that nothing else happened. True, that's what's up. You're gonna have to show me how to get into a Roth IRA. I'm, yeah. I was always curious, but I want to definitely learn the steps to that. And uh, man, Gabe, you said something that sparked an idea. You know what? I'm gonna let it. Co- oh no in shape so I know you're not going to be a part of it that's okay so <laughs> he, pointed, he, he pointed at Jacob shots fired and uh 
with that being said, because we use our Discord for just plain old communication, but do you think we can create a window as a group to like maybe do a Discord workout channel where we hold each other accountable? Not for a whole hour, but maybe for like 30 minutes where we work out together. Hey, it's on this network, baby. We're doing way more than just talking. So. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So like even if like, for instance, like if you're like maybe the workout chief or captain, like you'll put out on a workout video, you just call out what we're doing and we just work out for 30 minutes on the channel. Use yeah. it for more than just communication as far as like, like what we're that. doing pre-show we can really hold each other accountable and get in shape together all we got to do is like find a small window mm-hmm. like i said 30 minutes is good enough yeah okay so for me wellness all right um, <laughs> i would say on a financial aspect i'm a 10 i'm fine i'm i have way more than what i need so i'm okay on that um what clifton said spiritually um i would say i'm at like a 8.59 because there's always room to grow and I did the detox from social media because. Come on. Come on. Did you just say 8.5? Yeah. 8.95. 8.95? 8.59. 8.59. 8. 8. Oh, gosh. Like two separate numbers. Yeah, two. Okay. Not. Nah. Yeah, One oh, through 10. Okay. And you can't I'm even say 8.59. You, you had to throw the extra 0. 0.5 in there? Yeah, because I'm still climbing. Like, I know I'm like bouncing between. This is my wellness. Does that make your head hurt, Jacob? (laughs) Do you not like decibels? Decibels. Decibels. (laughs) I thought we were just just rowdy up. I didn't know we were doing points. You can be a... If somebody says, oh, how attractive am I? Oh, you're like a 6.5. No, bitch. I'm a 10. Okay. All right. Well, if you you really believe you are, okay, that's fine. No. So, So, damn, that's a big roundup from 6 to 10, boy. Yeah. That's a huge climb. Personality plays a role in that, too. But, um, so... I would say on a physical... I am at an eight because I go to the gym. You know, I'm trying to cut down a little bit. Yeah, there's no man boobs or anything like that. So, yeah, for me, that's where I am. So, yeah. So, uh, one of my things I emphasize on is success, right? And shout out to Clifton for getting me hip to Mr. Earl Nightingale. He had a success quote that really sticks with me. And it says, uh, success is the progressiveness of a worthy idea or go and I'm like any person if you want to be successful execute on a progressive idea and you'll be okay so mm-hmm. Clifton you want to give us a quote before we go oh yeah I think you guys are really going to love this one so mm-hmm. risk must be taken because the greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing Chopping mm. gems I like that this Clifton is dropping gems all damn episode. All right, Clifton, you want, I mean, Jacob, you want to bring us out? Sure, man. Thanks for listening to our another episode of It's On Us Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you later. Happy Easter, motherfuckers. Happy Ashura. Happy Tommy Jesus Day. Thank you for listening to IOU Podcast, where you can reach us out on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, YouTube, um, and our Gmail is IOU Podcast 440. This has been a great episode with my boys, and stay tuned for next week, and God bless.